We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome in, everybody, to the CFB Nation All-America podcast presented by Twisted Tea. I'm Bill Trochi, senior editor at SportingNews.com, alongside Bill Bender, our national college football writer at SportingNews.com. You can follow Bill on Twitter at BillBender92, and you can follow me at Bill Trochi, and keep an eye on the main Sporting News account at Sporting News. Don't forget, Saturday night on our CFB Nation YouTube channel, we will have a live reaction show for week three Come on by and sip a twisted tea with us as we discuss all the big developments from Saturday. So, Bill, we are ready to uh, head in to week three after a very fun week two interrupted by an unfun story with Mel Tucker. But it's time to get back to the fun, right? Yep. It's, uh, you know, week three, if they were marketing this one, it's don't blank it up, basically. You know, there's a lot of games between teams and unranked teams and not a lot of you know, like prime rib on the schedule per se. But I mean, there's plenty of value in this. I, I'm looking at Tennessee and Florida. You know, anytime a school has a chance to beat somebody for the first time in 20 years in their house, games like that, it should be a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So we'll do a viewer's guide. Then we'll do the uh, confidence contest. We'll update where we are and make our picks for this week. Uh, first, a little Trochi trivia. We have the two-year anniversary of Penn State, Illinois. Penn State is playing Illinois for the first time since that nine-overtime game. Mm-hmm. Okay, Are you ready to answer a question from that nine-overtime game? Oh, gosh. Yeah, uh, sure. Can you, name, can you name the two quarterbacks who played for Illinois in that nine-overtime game and the schools they transferred in from to Illinois? Two quarterbacks for Illinois, both transfers. Where did they go to school before they came to Illinois? Think about that, and then we can answer it at the end of the show. I'm confident you'll get that one. I think I got this one. I got one of them for 100%. The other one, we'll see. All right, let's jump into our viewer's guide real quick. Uh, noon window. ESPN actually has a good quadruple header. They Every little TV viewing box, they got a pretty good game. So in the noon window, number 14, LSU. At Mississippi State, ESPN, uh, like I said, at noon, LSU, a nine-point favorite. Uh, LSU had a get-well game against Grambling last week. 
But we'll see how that carries over into the SEC. Brian Kelly called the opener against Florida State, quote, a total failure from a coaching standpoint and a player standpoint. Now they have to go on the road against a 2-0 team that's coming off an OT win against Arizona. Mississippi State has beaten LSU three times in the last nine meetings. So Tigers haven't totally rolled over Mississippi State. What does LSU need to show in terms of fixing some of the shortcomings that showed up against Florida State? I mean, anytime you go on the road, you want to flex a little bit. That spread looks reasonable. Uh, Jaden Daniels had five total touchdowns in week two. Uh, He had 303 total yards against the Bulldogs last year. So, I mean, just continued improvement on offense. I, I, you know, one of the things, a lot of people piling dirt on Alabama this week, they should be unpiling it on LSU. I think there's still a tremendous opportunity for that football team with the talent they have to just stay focused on a week-to-week basis. I I like their chances. I, I think they win pretty comfortably here as long as Will Rogers doesn't go off on them. The craziest LSU Mississippi State game was that first game that Mike Leach coached. Right, I remember <laughs> that one. Definitely wrote a take that they had changed the SEC forever, and it just happened that they caught LSU at the wrong time um, in the wrong defense. In the, and in the wrong defense, that's a good one. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're stressed about buying tickets or doing some last-minute ticket hunting to college football games, concerts, comedy shows, your favorite activities, Game Time is the place for you. They take the stress out of buying tickets. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theaters near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. GameTime has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball games, concerts, comedy shows, theaters, and more. The GameTime guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or and row for less, GameTime will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code CFBNATION for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. 
And again, create an account and redeem code CFB Nation for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. That's gametime.co. Uh, all right. Also at noon, the, the game we just referenced, number seven, Penn State at Illinois on Fox, Penn State, 14 and a half point favorite. Ironically, two years ago, Penn State was also ranked number seven, and Illinois also was unranked. Uh, two touchdown spread. Illinois got trucked by Kansas last Friday. Uh, so, but let's not talk about that. Let's let's revisit the overtime game. Can we? Can we do that? It was two years ago. Penn State, like I said, entered number seven. Game ended 10-10 in regulation. There were two field goals in each of the first two overtimes, and then from there. There were 10 consecutive failed two-point conversions, five for each team. And then eventually in the uh, eighth overtime, both teams converted. Ninth overtime, Penn State failed, and Illinois got it in. What are your memories from that game? That was ugly. I remember wanting that game to end because I think the next game that was on TV, I was hoping to get on quicker. But uh, no, I mean, and that'll be in Penn State. That's easy money for James Franklin to motivate his team. I mean, Illinois is bad. They're not as good. I think they lost some guys on that defense. They still have some guys up front Mm -hmm. and they're still at home. And as our editor, Elliot told us, it's, it's champagne, but I'm like, it's a much more talented Penn state team that's going into there. And I think they make a statement in big 10 play. I think they continue. They've been kind of just trucking teams. And I think speaking of trucks, uh, Singleton and Allen will be the difference in this one against an Illinois defense that out, allows over 200 yards per game on the ground. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, all right. Third one at noon, a fun one in the SEC uh, on the SEC network. It's number 15, Kansas State at Missouri. Kansas State, five and a half point favorite. I don't totally agree with that line. We got a horn dog here. You, you, you know, you got one of the favorites in the Big 12. Visiting a school that's not anywhere near the top of the SEC. Uh, the SEC's non-conference struggles have been well-documented this year. Kansas State beat up a decent Troy team, right? You're, you were high on Troy last week. Missouri, very unimpressive against Middle Tennessee. And Kansas State beat them 40-12 to 12 last year. Tell me why it's only a five-and-a-half point spread. That should be more. I mean, uh, Kansas State's kind of like – the best playoff contender nobody really talks about. Their running mm-hmm. run defense is solid. They've got an experienced quarterback. They're boring, I guess. You know, like nobody's like, man, I can't wait to watch Kansas State this weekend. But they're good, and they're they're made in a an image of a guy that won FCS championships at North Dakota State. I, I really think as much. This is a fantasy editor at Sporting News, uh, Matt Latowski. He's probably a little conflicted because he's a North Dakota State guy, but he's a Missouri grad. Mm. Um, <laughs> I know he hates K-State, though. Uh, so, <laughs> But I, I think the Wildcats, yeah, I, I learned. I watched them because I thought Troy would run with them last week, and that run defense, second in the FBS, is as good as it gets. Climb into Michigan State? They should talk about you. it. I mean, they should. And this guy is no non- he is no nonsense. If he walked into my house, I might not know it was him. But <laughs> – the way that he coaches and this no-nonsense formula that K-State has rolling, it was good enough to win a Big 12 championship last year. It was good enough to get a look at Alabama, and I think it's good enough. We got a lot of Mizzou guys with our St. Louis roots at Sporting News, but um, I think they're going to be disappointed on Saturday night. All right, afternoon window, South Carolina at number one Georgia, 
3.30 on CBS. Georgia is a 27-point favorite. The CBS Music is back in the SEC uh, this week. We're all week. confused. Remember, what? CBS has SEC for another year, but the Big Ten gets some games sprinkled in, so we're always going to be confused who gets the music. This week, it's the SEC. So anyway, uh, we're trying to pretend this is Georgia's first test of the season, but, I mean, they're favored by four touchdowns for the 15th time in their last 29 games. Georgia plays a lot of boring games. They're so good, they play a lot of boring games. Yeah. Uh, for the first time, we'll get to see Carson Beck. If, you know, I have not watched really a snap of their first two weeks. I will get a good look at this one. Uh, Spencer Rattler's been putting up some big numbers. Uh, what are your thoughts on this one? Well, yeah, it's the first game, I guess. You know, they played <laughs> UT Martin and – you know, uh, they won 48 to seven last year, which was wild. Here's some non churchy trivia that South Carolina is the last unranked team to beat Georgia. Mm. And I know mm. because they did it on my 40th birthday. And uh, that was before I got into fun on my 48th birthday. I suppose. <laughs> it was in Athens too, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, they went to Athens and won that game. And that's kind of the formula to do it. Make it ugly, uh, get some turnovers, get some luck, maybe rattle Carson back a little bit. Rattler has to be hot. Uh, has to be hotter than he's been all year. Um, but that spread looks awful high to me. But I, you know, Georgia's like you said, the two one number one and number two teams in the country right now are not exciting watches. It's Michigan is just like that. They're they will they, and they're happy doing it though. Like Georgia with these new clock rules. Here's something to keep in mind: Georgia and Michigan are those teams with the new clock rules. They're using them to their advantage. They'll beat you 34 nothing and take that all day, all day long. Because it means the game went faster. So, you know, and they play bully ball. I think they'll beat South Carolina, but maybe not that easily. All right. All right. Another one on ESPN. The 330 game is Minnesota at number 20, North Carolina. North Carolina, six and a half point favorite. Uh, Felt like this was a random matchup. And guess what? It is. They've never played before. Uh, Drake May will be tested against a strong defense. Minnesota was, they were number nine in total defense last year. Number eight in total defense through two weeks this year. Uh, you know they're all Big Ten DB. Tyler Newbin he had two picks on that opening night against Nebraska. And uh, as far as North Carolina, can we talk about the smackdown that uh, that uh, the NCAA laid down uh, for complaining publicly about that Tez Walker thing? Now I think the Tez Walker thing's kind of unfair, but boy did the NCAA snap back at North Carolina for complaining publicly. They you know they're fine with right. doing things behind the scenes, but and the issue has been people who volunteer on that committee have been threatened because North Carolina is really stirring the pot with these negative comments. Well, uh, my boy Matt Hayes wrote a nice column about Tez Walker. He said North Carolina should just play Tez Walker and Durham to to come after him. And, and then the only and it was written in the the way that only Matt could because Matt is so good at columns like that when he's like, "No, nah, just do it." And I can hear him talking while he's writing it. It's an outstanding piece by. By Matt. And, you know, this is a weird matchup because Minnesota's pretty good at defense, is going to want to control the clock. You mentioned Newbin, he's really good. Um, Fleck is excitable. This tough road test, it's kind of one of those underrated Big Ten games where I'm like, all right, I want to see what they're all about. So I anticipate that would be a fun game. And if Matt's right and they somehow <laughs> take him out there, what a story that would be. Wow. Yeah, that would be interesting. Uh, also in the afternoon window, an odd afternoon window, number eight, Washington at Michigan State, 5 p.m., not 3.30, 5 p.m. on Peacock. 
So you're going to have to dish out the uh, $5.99 a month, if you don't already have Peacock, to check out one of the best quarterbacks in the country, Michael Penix. Washington, 16.5-point favorite. Uh, Penix, of course, he led the league, led the nation in passing last year. He's second in the nation in passing yards this year. He's got two receivers right now, averaging over 100 yards a game. Uh, Washington looked good, beating up on Boise State in the opener. The other side, Michigan, 2-0. and uh, QB Noah Kim was the Big Ten Offensive Player of the Week after the Spartans beat Richmond last week. He was 18 for 22 for 292 and three touchdowns. But, of course, what? We got the Mel, T- Mel, Mel Tucker factor brewing here. You don't know how they're going to react. Um, and like I said, so this game is on Peacock. And if you sign up, you'll see a pretty good QB battle. And then you'll also get an exclusive broadcast of Notre Dame because Notre Dame is not on NBC this week. They are on Peacock only as well, starting at two 30 against central Michigan. So Peacock's rolling the dice a little bit. They're putting probably one of the best games of the week on Peacock behind the paywall. I think it's the best game of the week in term. And even with the Mel Tucker situation, because Michigan state's pretty good. Their defense gets off the field on third down. They've got good linebackers. They're, they're It looked Against inferior competition, it looked like a typical pretty good Michigan State team and not like last year where it was a little bit of a disaster. Um, Noah Kim, you mentioned him, throwing the ball well. And they're not going to be stunned by Washington because they saw it last year. Last year they were stunned by Washington because they didn't kind of see this passing attack coming. Uh, Some of it, how did they come out emotionally? I mean, did this get to them? Did it not? That's what makes this game tough to, like, mess with from the spread. I just – you kind of called it, and I'm subscribing to this, that Washington's kind of like this year's Tennessee with that offense. You, If you don't get a turnover, they're going to be in your territory a lot. And so they're going to be trying you, to go over the top, baby. Right. And if you try – and if your red zone defense and your defense in your territory is bad, you could get blown out real quick. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a powerful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. So that brings us to the night window. Uh, Number 11, Tennessee at Florida, 7 o'clock. Again, ESPN. Uh, Tennessee is a seven-point favorite. 
Tennessee, like you referenced, has not won in the swamp since 2003. It's just an incredible stat. They've had uh, they've had two walkover games uh, this year. Their running game kind of looked good. Joe Milton has been fine, but he'll be forced to make some pressure plays in a tough environment for the first time this year. Uh, Florida on the other side, they lost to Utah 24-11 on opening night. There were some self-inflicted wounds in addition to the shaky QB play from Graham Mertz. So, you know, I think the Gators, they take some pride in this streak from what I can, what I can put together. And uh, it would also be wise for Billy Napier to pick up a W here. <laughs> right. And talk to Tim Tebow about that. He, he said, you know, patience is required and, and all the things Tim normally says, cause he's a genuinely nice, awesome human being uh, about, he's not going to come out and just like lace Billy Napier. So, um, yeah, I think this is a, a very interesting spot with the score. I, I do think Tennessee wins, breaks the streak. They have a running game that averages 257 yards a game. Uh, but the score matters in terms of this. Last year, Florida lost two home games by 10 points each. LSU, Kentucky, good football teams, probably better than Florida. But they played with enough pride, lost by 10. Last year, they lost this game by five points. I, remember, I got this one right last year on the spread because I thought Anthony Richardson and them could take the emotion of the rivalry and hang around. And they did. So will they be aggressive? Will they be organized? Will they communicate well? And it really comes down to, can they establish a running game? I do like Tennessee. Um, We may, I mean, if this score is bad though, and I mentioned that, yeah, we might be scrambling around, right? uh, He's not going to get fired. Dan Mullen put him on the hot seat, by the way. But uh, interesting. Uh, If, if Tennessee were to win this game like 38 to 7, we're probably going to throw up some Billy Napier con- content at uh, Sporting News on Saturday night. True, true. Weird things happen to Tennessee down there. They have for years. Oh, and- yeah. So the Gator fans are hoping that continues. Uh, one other night game to pay attention to. How can you not pay attention to the fighting Deion Sanders? Uh, Colorado State at number 18, Colorado. 10 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN. That's ESPN's fourth game of the day. Um, and they're kicking things off at game day in Boulder. So is Fox. They're going to have dueling pregame shows, uh, what, 12 hours before kickoff or something? So that's that's kind of crazy. But uh, Colorado enters as a 23-and-a-half point favorite against Colorado State. You know, we always just, uh, you know, Colorado's trying to go 3-0 and under Dion. Colorado State is giving redshirt freshman Braden Fowler-Nicolosi his first start. Uh, Shador Sanders lit up TCU in Nebraska and will have the chance to do the same here against the Rams, who gave up 50 points to Washington State Washington State in their opener. What do you see here? And I think, you know, that they switched the quarterbacks because the second quarterback had some success. Very good job on the pronunciation in the second half. Colorado, I mean, they're going to throw it around. The the ride continues. The attention continues. We've had entire meetings about Colorado at Sporting News, just like every other sports website in the country is probably having right now about Colorado because they've – I can't believe two of their games have been the six most watched games, two of the six. Colorado. Five, I think. Maybe maybe even five. I don't know. Yeah, only school with two. So people are in on it. We'll see if people stay up and watch when they're up by 20. I do think they they keep rolling. I like their chances. I you know, and then we get into next week. What does this really mean when they, you know, when we had Stuart Mandel on? What does it mean when they have Oregon, 
and USC on the other sideline with some dudes that are, there's not going to be a talent. This they'll be at a talent disadvantage in those games. Will Dion wear sunglasses at night? <laughs> uh, you know, he's going to do him. He's fashionable, man. He's, he's going to come out with something, but I think I do. And then, uh, in that rivalry, they they've won the last four. I'm glad it's back on campus. They played it at Denver there for a while. So get a chance to see Jay Norvell and the Rams. I think they're up against it here, but you know, the, 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 the wave will continue into the Oregon game next week. All right, let's get into our confidence contest. The scoreboard is reading one-sided right now, Bill. It's, it's, it's it could be is it? Colorado, Colorado state situation right here. We got Trochi 20 Bender nine. Now yeah, to be fair, I went two and three and you went two and three last week. Except I went two and three with my five pointer and four pointer. And you went two and three with your two pointer and your one. one pointer. Yeah, it's a long season. I mean, worst worst case scenario as far as uh, getting. I, think I, I was, up, points, I was right. up big early last year. It, you know, there's plenty of time. And I, all right, I, give I, me I your five pointer. Let's kick it off. Let's see what we got. I'm gonna put my money over my mouth as Kansas State. They made me a believer last week. I like them minus five. I, I mean, this was one. We'll see if they. They messed me up again, though, because, I mean, this is one like last week. I'm very confident in it. So we'll see if I misread the Wildcats again. I think they beat Missouri by a touchdown. I don't I don't see it. Missouri winning this game. I think they're going to kill them. That's my five-pointer, too. Oh, there you in go. the state. They, I, I felt like I was walking into a trap last week with Oregon, and I kind of did, and they, they covered kind of lucky. And this one feels the same way. It's very trappy. Kansas mm-hmm. State should kill them. They killed them last year. They're just as good right. as they were last this year. I don't. Yeah, I don't know what the five and a half is. So Missouri has some players. We're walking do. into a trap. We might be, but at least we're walking in it together. So that can't now. I can't gain as many points on the next four. But uh, that's right. That's right. But, uh, no, yeah, I think we'll both be right. Actually, I think we'll that'll pad our totals. I'm playing defense already. All right, give me your four. Northwestern plus nineteen and a half against Duke. Um, I think Duke's going to win, but I think Northwestern's defense is solid enough. They've got good linebackers. Talent gap between the two isn't huge. Uh, Northwestern got their act together last week. They're not going to score a lot because Duke's the better team, but it just feels like 31-17. No way around it. And I got I got the Wildcats covered. Yeah, this was a close game last year, and Northwestern was terrible last year, and Duke was good right. last year. Same type of situation. So you may be onto something that is kind of a high spread there. Um, uh, my four pointer, I'm leaning into Florida State. Florida State minus 25 and a half. In the hurricane? In the hurricane at BC. I'm not thrilled that it's going to be in a hurricane, but BC, man, I mean, they almost lost to Holy Cross, right? And then in week one, they lost to Northern Illinois. You know what Northern Illinois did in week two? They lost to Southern Illinois. Yeah, they're, they're bad. They're but bad. It's there. Holy Cross can't be good talent-wise. BC is a mess. Florida State is not big one. They're going to cover the 25 and a half. Well, what did, I took Boston College in my picks. So maybe Ooh. if it's wet, hopefully it's wet and rainy. Yeah, you're, you're hoping for the hurricane to, to, to stop Jordan Travis. Uh, they might need that, like some weather. But uh, so my three is uh, North Carolina minus six and a half with or without Tez Walker. Um, <laughs> heat, road game for Minnesota. You get them out of there. I think in games like that, when you're down 
on in the road. And just I've seen Big Ten teams do this before. And we'll see how Minnesota reacts to the heat down there. North Carolina got the better quarterback from Drake May. North Carolina's defense is better. They got through their, I don't even want to call it a hangover game. Like App State is a good football team, and that's how those games with North Carolina go. The fact they got out with a win, I think they complete what is a pretty good underrated non-con resume by beating South Carolina App and Minnesota. So I got the Tar Heels. That's true. Very true. My three-pointer, Georgia Tech, plus 18 and a half at Ole Miss. I got crushed last year. Crushed last year in Atlanta. However, look ahead spot for the Rebels. They've got Alabama next week. And Georgia Tech that is not going to inspire any fear in them. So I'm thinking look ahead. And Tech looked decent last on opening night against Louisville. Haynes Kings played pretty good. And I looked this up. The last seven times Georgia Tech has been an underdog since Brent Key took over. They've been underdog seven times. They've pulled off the upset four times. There you go. Good research. Twice as 20-point dogs. So I'm not saying they're going to win outright, but I still think they cover the 18 and a half. Yeah, that's a good pick. Um, So, yeah. Uh, Two, Penn State, I think they just dominate. I think they come out dominate. We don't want talk about the two-point conversion game. I could see them hammering Illinois and not allowing – Illinois not allowing them to slow down the game and just relentless. It is a road start for Drew Aller, but he played on the road last year. I remember watching him play at Indiana. He played at Michigan. He, he's played a lot of football. So, you know, rough times for Beal on the ball. I watched how Kansas manhandled them, and I just don't see that not happening against the Nittany Lions. That's 14 and a half. So you got a little hook to worry about. I got a little hook. Oh, nah, it's fine. I had it at 16, so I'm winning here. Okay, oh. that's good. <laughs> I'll take the 14 and a half gladly. Thank you. I'm taking Purdue for my two-pointer. Purdue plus two and a half against Syracuse. Uh, Syracuse had two very easy home wins, but now they got to go on the road uh, at Purdue in the Big Ten. Last year, Syracuse beat Purdue. 32-29 in the final seconds, aided by two unsportsmanlike conduct penalties, a defensive holding, and a pass interference all on the final drive. Zebras will not be as friendly on the road. That's my contention. That, that absolutely could happen. Not a bad pick. Um, for my one, I'm going to keep riding the wave. Colorado, minus 22 and a half. The Buffs, they, you know, they've covered twice. I think they cover again. We talked about what the line might look like next week when they're a seven-point dog or so against Oregon. But I think Dion knows the cameras are on, knows it's a rivalry game, keeps the alumni happy, and they put one down on Colorado State. Yeah, I can see him. I can see him pushing it there. Uh, my one-pointer is going to be the Vanderbilt Commodores. There you go. Minus four on the road. That's not a familiar place for my Vandy Commodores, but uh, going to UNLV for the weekend. I think I told you all my buddies are going to be out they there. They should be on. out there. They're going to have an uh, a, a NFL stadium to themselves, essentially. They can sit wherever they want, probably. And, uh, you know, the Commodores, they did not – they lost by 16 at Wake, played okay. Had like a you know some special teams gaffes and and you know untimely they got stuffed on a goal line stand kind of thing. They played better than the final score indicated, 
Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see if they can take that on the road. UNLV hasn't really shown anything this year, so I'm going to take the Commodores minus four. That's a good call. All right, so reviewing Bill Bender, five, four, three, two, one. You got Kansas State minus five and a half against Missouri, Northwestern plus 19 and a half against Duke, UNC minus six and a half against Minnesota, Penn State minus 14 and a half. Watch out for the hook against Illinois and uh, Colorado minus 22 and a half. You're going with four favorites to cover. Yeah, it's better. You know, I've been messing around and then. And- Trusting a lot. Of, I almost put Bowling Green on there against Michigan and, and to test that theory about the running clock. But uh-huh. I'm going to go with, yeah, I'm going to go with what I'm comfortable with. I like those picks. I went with Kansas State, like you did, Florida State minus 25 and a half. Whew. Georgia Tech plus 18 and a half. Purdue plus two and a half against Syracuse. And then Vanderbilt minus four UNLV. All right, trivia answer. Are you ready? We're going to revisit the Penn State Illinois nine overtime classic. Who were the two Illinois quarterbacks, and where did they transfer into from? Uh, one was uh, Sitkowski, mm-hmm. Rutgers kid, mm-hmm. and the other Artur, Artur Sitkowski. Did Peters play in that game? Because mm-hmm. Peters is a Michigan transfer that started mm-hmm. against Ohio or didn't start against Ohio State one year. So yeah, those two. Brandon Peters came Peters. in in the he, seventh overtime. He did the job. Yep. And uh, through the winning two-point conversion in overtime number nine. Well done. Bill Green Bay, Green Bay backup quarterback Sean Clifford was also involved in that game. So yep. we got them all. Got them all. So, all right, very good. Well, that does it for our picks for week three. Thank you to everyone for listening to the CFB Nation All-America podcast brought to you by Twisted Tea on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And for those of you watching on our YouTube channel at CFB Nation, Thank you to Irish Breakdown, your source for Notre Dame football information. And again, don't forget to join us Saturday night for our live reaction show around 1130 Eastern time on the CFB Nation YouTube channel. You go to that YouTube channel, you search CFB Nation, you hit subscribe. And then when we're going to our live show, you'll get a notification to let you know it's coming in about 10 minutes or whatever. So you can hop on. We have some fun in there. We have some twisted tea. We have some comments from the readers. Uh, or the listeners, I guess. And uh, we have a good time. It's been fun. So thanks again for listening. Enjoy the rest of your day and we will see you soon.
It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com